0: Hello, Devin. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing great,
0: thanks. Uh, Jarvis Landry said they're going to come here and win <laughs> Sunday. Does that bother you?
1: Uh, no, not at all. I don't. I didn't expect him to say they're going to come here and lose.
2: Now, what about those guys, talent wise, Landry and Odell Beckham? And this year, the Browns haven't necessarily been lighting up the scoreboard, but uh, uh, for a talent standpoint, it has to be one of the top wide receiver duos in the league.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would, I would go further and say offensive group, skill players-wise, uh, probably the most talented team we'll, we've played so far this year, when you add Nick Chubb in there, you add Callaway in there as a third receiver, then Seals Jones, Demetrius Harris, like all of those guys are, are really skilled players. Um, so, you know, this week I think we've talked about it. It's across the board. It's everybody uh, has to do their job and play well Sunday for us to have a chance uh, because if they get it going, they can attack really from everywhere, and I think you know one of the things that people don't really talk about is you know Nick Chubb whether it's screens, whether it's getting the ball and you know running straight down the middle, going outside. He's been able to make a lot of plays. Um, I think overall because people come in and only worry about you know uh, Baker Mayfield, the passing game with Odell and Jarvis, and if you don't if you don't get in there and stop the run, you know Nick Chubb will kill you.
2: We obviously see the greatness of Bill Belichick in a variety of ways for over 20 years and and every week in, week out. But is one of his greatest strengths the way he motivates you guys? Because we've seen Hall of Famers like Willie McGinnis, Rodney Harrison frothing at the mouth that they were disrespected. And we saw you a little bit pregame this week, sort of frothing at the mouth about, you know, the other team looking for your weaknesses. How does he manage to motivate you guys so well on a weekly basis?
1: Um, I don't know. I think a lot of that is, is the people, you know, I think you talk to Rodney Harrison and and Willie McGinnis, uh, even now, they're the same way. They're competitive. They get mad if you talk about, you know, someone being better than them. So um, I honestly think those are the type of players that Bill wants. He wants those guys uh, on his team. Those are the guys he looks to the lead. Um, And I think you look at our group, it's no different. It's a lot of guys that have come in here, you know, with chips on their shoulders. Either they felt disrespected coming out of high school, coming out of college, uh, their time in the NFL. So, um, I think it all kind of goes together because I think Bill's kind of wired the same way, you know, whether it was uh, coaching down in Cleveland and them getting rid of each other all the time. Like, he's been fired multiple times. He knows what that means, and I think he has a chip on the shoulder, and naturally he gets guys with that same type of chip.
2: So what's your chip?
1: I had one offer coming out of high school.
2: Wow. And you still yep. use that as motivation? Yeah, I
1: mean I think that defines who you are. You don't you don't change that. You know, coming out of high school, one offer, get drafted here. You guys are probably saying the same thing. Why would they draft a a special teams player in the first round? So I don't I don't forget those things.
2: I did thought it was a little high. (laughs) Exactly. You probably are here. I did, I'll admit it. I did Friday. Listen, I wanted Des
1: Bryant, Devin. What do you want from me? (laughs) See? and I I know I still got guys like you that say that even to today.
0: We're talking to Devin McCourty of the New England Patriots. Speaking of disrespect, do you take it as a measure of disrespect when people look at how your defense has performed this year and say, well, hell, they haven't played anybody. What difference does it make?
1: Um, No, I get it. I mean, when you do well in this league, it's never going to be, you know, they're really good. It's going to be something else. Um, And that's why I always tell guys, like, you can't be motivated by what other people say. Like, you have to have your own self-motivation as an individual and as a team, so... Um, I feel like no matter what, it's going to be something. You know, you play well in a game, it'll be because somebody was hurt, it'll be because this didn't happen. Um, But at the end of the day, like, I think it has to be your own personal team goal to go out there and play well and try to play together. So um, I would say that's what motivates us. Like, we don't really care if someone says, you know, they haven't played anybody. I think that's more disrespectful to the talent in this league to think that, you know, you could just go out there and, and, you know, roll the balls out there and just go play good football. Like, it's hard to win in this league uh, week in and week out.
2: Why do you think it didn't work out with Michael Bennett here?
1: Um, I just think that's the way things go. You know, uh, I don't think it's a a certain reason. Um, Like, I got along really well with Mike. You know, I think a lot of us, you know, we – Saturdays before games, we sit downstairs and talk for an extra hour and a half after meetings, laughing and joking. Um, but sometimes on a, a football uh, standpoint, it just doesn't work out. Um, that's why there's 32 teams in this league and guys play for different teams, um, I think, because of that. Whether it's scheme, personal, like it's, it could be a bunch of different things. But, you know, whatever happens, I think, um, you know, I wish him the best in Dallas. I think he's a, a, obviously a great player. He's been a great player for years. So um, I'm sure he'll help them.
2: Devin, we've heard a lot of good things about Mohammed Sanu, your Rutgers teammate, and he sounds like you guys sort of hard working versatile. we know he can throw and do all Tell me something I don't know about Mohammed Sanu that he's going to bring to your team
1: um I think he also have a leadership uh component about him, I think because of um you know how he's building and what he's done in this league um you know, and I think that kind of shows you know you get a guy that comes in and you know you' have know more my daughter. It's just how you handle yourself. You know, I always remember back when I was young, and Bill said leadership was about attitude and performance. Um, and you know, That's what comes to mind when I think of Mo. You know, coming in, same type of attitude every day. Just put your head down at work, um, and then you go out there and play well. I think you become a leader on a team um, you know, pretty fast. I don't think it has to be something that happens you know, over a full year or five or six months. It can happen immediately, just your approach to the game
0: beyond the leadership component what are the physical assets he brings to the team
1: uh, I think he's a big strong guy I think one of the things that sticks out when you watch him is just his hands he does a great job of uh, catching the football with his hands and traffic you know he, he just does a good job he focuses on that um so I think that's one thing that you know really sticks out when you have a bigger guy like that that's pretty fearless we'll go over the middle um, but most importantly we'll go over there and catch the ball so um, I know I, I used to love watching him You know, when I was at Rutgers in my senior year. Uh, he made big play after big play, whether it was running with the ball um, in our wildcat or if it was going out there playing receiver. Uh, he was a big part of our offense, even as a young guy.
2: A big conversation really all season, the last couple of days, has been you know, whether or not Tom Brady might consider retirement at the end of the year. For, for you, Devin, is it something that once the season begins, you're just locked in on the season, and then you might – Start thinking about your future at the end of the year, or is it something that seeps in during the season how do you How do you handle that, especially now you've been in the league uh ten years?
1: yeah, I think it's more after the season because like you said, when you're in the thick of this thing, like we play Monday night, you get one day off, then you're right back on Wednesday thinking about Cleveland, what we need to do. you just don't have time to you know sit back and think and I know some people are like but then you 'll have a bye week. And I'm like, man, if you know my wife, my bye week's already planned out. So um, it's, uh, it's always something that you don't really have time to think about it. You're just so, such in the moment trying to win games that that's what you focus on.
2: I know you guys, uh, defensive backs, most of you are NBA fans. I know you're an NBA fan. NBA season is here. Can I get Devin McCordy's 32nd NBA and Celtics preview?
1: Uh, I like the Celtics this year. I think, you know, you lose a great player like Tyree but then you add a Kimball Walker who's a great player, just not as known because he's playing down in Charlotte. Um, but I think they have an opportunity uh, because of the the amount of good players they have to spread their wealth. Um, I think Williams will be a big, uh, big step up big time this year with Al uh for a defensive side. So I think the Celtics are, will have a good chance to just be there. And, and I think this year in the NBA there's going to be a lot of teams that need to gel throughout the season. So it'll be hard to evaluate everybody you know, as soon as the season starts off. But I think some of those top-talented teams uh, will really show themselves towards the end of the year.
0: Final question before we let you go. Uh, Your first year, you had seven interceptions. You've got five so far this year. How do you put yourself in a position to get five at this point? Is it a combination of luck and skill, game planning? What's involved?
1: Uh you got to just make sure the, the head coach gets a lot of really good defensive players, and you put yourself in a position that when they make good plays, you can capitalize. Um, so I think that's what it's been about. I think if you look at our defense on the whole, everyone's making plays um, because there's so many good players out there uh, that you know, we're able to be disruptive, we're able to make quarterbacks uh, confused, and I think that's
2: shown uh, just with the amount of turnovers we have as a whole. Do you, do you know what the record is? For turnovers? No, no, no. For interceptions by a single player. Oh,
1: no. No idea. It's probably a lot. There's a lot of Hall of Famers.
2: 14 by Dick Night Train Lane in 1952. Wow. Jeez. You're going to break it? Detroit Lions, (laughs) right? Uh, The Rams. The Rams, okay. I'm wrong on that. <laughs> so you you got that circled. You're well on your way. I think you got a chance
0: for a couple on Sunday. I have a feeling. <laughs> uh,
2: appreciate appreciate the thought. Appreciate
1: the thought. Hopefully somebody gets them on Sunday. That's right,
0: Devin. Thanks a lot. We appreciate the time as always. No, nah, no problem, guys. Thanks, Kevin. That is uh, Devin McCordy of the New England Patriots.